This is Miranda Miller. And this is Tom Craver from SEW Weekly. WebmasterRadio.fm has a new way for you to listen, connect, and learn with your smartphone. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available on the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEW Weekly live every Thursday or download thousands of past episodes and download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Searchcast, and more. You can download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app right now. It's available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. From the newsroom of SearchEngineWatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. Welcome to SEW Weekly. Each week, our hosts keep a virtual eye on the stories and people that are impacting search and social marketing, breaking down each headline with expert analysis. Plus, we'll bring you expert interviews exploring the latest search and social marketing tips and tools. Listen, connect, learn. SCW Weekly, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And good afternoon. This is SCW Weekly for Thursday, December 6th. 2012, the end is almost near. Um, we've only got a few more weeks left, right? Um, whether that's for the Mayan calendar or our calendar, I'll let you decide on your own. Tom Craver here for SCW Weekly alongside my co-host, Miranda Miller. Good morning. Good afternoon, Miranda. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm apparently a little lost on time, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> so uh, late night last night, we went to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It was a lot of fun. I was up very, very late, and so my brain has been off all day. Aww. But uh Aside from that, um, we're going to have a good show today. We're going to talk about some news in a second. We have on the show today the global director for marketing of LinkedIn, Gary Fernell. And uh, if, if you use LinkedIn or if you don't use LinkedIn as much as you want to, you want to stay tuned for this one. But uh, it is SCW Weekly. Let's talk about some news. Uh, Miranda, I know you just kind of switched the job career track lately, so I, I don't suppose you're looking for a raise for next year, are you? No, not yet, but if you are, you might be interested in the results of a conductor survey that was released this week. It shows the average salary for a search marketer in the U.S. is just over $75,000, which is not too shabby. Um, those with zero to three years experience, though, are substantially lower. They can expect thirty to 60000 so it's worth sticking it out until that third year. Uh-huh. And if you if you raise if you make more than seventy five thousand, especially if you're like less than three years in, then you just be quiet and just go on your merry way and keep <laughs> doing what you're doing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Other things going on. Microsoft has um, they just don't stop getting themselves in the news the past few weeks, huh? Now they've got a new sweepstakes for Bing ads, and you can win three thousand dollars in Bing ad credits. Tell us about yes. that one. And this one's for SMBs. Um, you can win $3,000, or there's three secondary prizes of $1,000 in credits each. You need to be 18 years old and a resident of the U.S. to enter, but no purchase is required. Um, we have more entry information on the blog, so you'll want to check that out and get yourself some free ads for 2013. Hmm, beautiful. Um, oh, here's a headline that shouldn't shock anybody, right? 95% of all tech consumers, wait for it, Use social media. Get out. Really? That's, that's a headline, Miranda? Come on. It, it is. I know. There was a study from IDG um, Research Services. 95% of technology consumers use at least one type of social media, which you pretty much expect from tech consumers, really. So they did this study. It was called the Echo Effect, Understanding the Value of Tech Buyers. They surveyed 3,100 visitors of technology news sites. Um, that would be like PC World, Mac World. 
Uh, 44% of those consumers said that exposure to technology products and social media positively affects their likelihood of purchase. So this kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with IBM saying that social media didn't drive any sales over Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Obviously, we can see that consumers are being influenced at some point in the buying cycle, and I think that's why this is an important study. Well, and that's just it. It's, it's like anything else when you're measuring data to, to purchases. Is it the last touch? Is it the first touch? Or is it some kind of contributing factor? I mean, really and truly, we know social media is, you know, I always look for recommendations, especially when you're out of town looking for something local. You, you need to know from other people what they've experienced. And, you know, I saw a survey earlier this week saying that it was like 0.03% of, of sales or purchased through social media on Black Friday. I'm like, no, that, that's just not right. Less than 1%, no. So, yeah. yeah and the other thing not. that they're missing there, and the, it kind of shocked me that a lot of tech reporters didn't even question this, but IBM doesn't have data to the third-party apps that people are using to purchase right now. So there really wasn't a clear picture of the, or a clear idea of the whole picture there in the IBM study. So I think that, looking at it from this point of view is helpful as well. Well, and you got to make sure you, you consider your sources, too. If the, right. people are, if the companies are measuring properly and they're passing that data over to IBM or if they're skewing the results intentionally because they don't want IBM to see certain things, then, you know, that's, that's part of it as well, too. So, right. anyway, let's see here. What else is going on? Twitter is, is now using promoted tweets in Asia? Yes, and they've said this is one of their fastest-growing markets. They're partnering with Comly Media, uh, they also do this type of partnership with Zynga and Facebook, so it's certainly not new to them. But they'll be managing all of Twitter's Southeast Asia sales. Interesting. So if you business in Southeast Asia, you can now use promoted tweets, which are gaining traction as of lately. Yes. Um, and uh, so this, this is my favorite headline. From this week, ripped right out of Search Engine Watch. This has got to be my favorite headline. Google is now claiming that they can accurately predict via search volume and, and things people are searching for smartphone sales, and they say that they're over, like, what, 90% accurate? And I'm, I'm guessing, I'm just guessing that Android's probably going to win that one. Am I, am I wrong <laughs> on that one? Well, they actually looked at 150 different smartphone launches between 2010 and 2012. Um, so this was their smartphone launch predictor study. They found that 52% of purchase-related searches occurred before a smartphone was launched. And I found their advice a little confusing, really. And really, why did they even do this study? Because they're saying that an extra 1,000 news stories put in place weeks before launch can lead to a 9% spike in smartphone sales. This is Google's advice. Now, I thought that we were trying to cut back on just putting stuff out there for the sake of putting stuff out there because that's spam, <laughs> right? So, no, it's, it's this, good content marketing. Yeah, okay. Right. So <laughs> they're saying that smartphone retailers need to get more of a jump, start creating more buzz before the launch. Um, a smartphone that garners 100,000 paid clicks during the first 12 weeks will likely sell over 1.3 million units. And there is a bump for Google's advertising. So that was that study. Of course there is, too. So, you know, the funny thing is, though, you've got basically three sets of smartphones out there right now because no all apologies to you. Actually, no apologies to you, Miranda. I'm sorry, and everybody else in Canada. Um, the BlackBerry is pretty much dead, at least here in the States. So you've got Windows phones that are trying to gain some traction. You've got Android phones, which are so dispersed in, in different varieties of manufacturers, and you've got the iPhone, which is pretty much the one and only thing. And the iPhone has one and only set purchase price. Everybody has the same price for it. You know, so, I mean, I, I don't know. 
we all know the iPhone comes out in June or unless it's delayed in this fall. So fine, there's all kinds of thousands of articles speculating because Apple doesn't release anything. But then you've got Motorola releasing like something at CES in January and then, you know, fanboys waiting until October to get the device. Yeah, that was me. Um, and so, yeah, the more you're going to have more speculation articles. Over that. Everybody wants to be the first to report the coolest news thing that's going to come out, but really and truly, you know, I don't know. Does it really produce a 9% spike in sales? You know, well, uh, and I have to wonder how many of these 150 smartphone launches had to do with iPhone or how much they influenced their findings because they absolutely have a cult following, and most brands are not going to have that. Right. So, well, you that's know, the new, yeah. 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 All right, well, that's <laughs> the news that's fit to print. You can find all of these over at searchenginewatch.com and, and a couple of more things, too, today and tomorrow. You'll see some, some great stuff out there, but all the links are there. Check our, um, our recap after the show, too, and we'll have all the links to it as well. But coming up next, we're going to be uh, right back into the other side of this break with Gary Fernell. He is the Global Marketing Director at LinkedIn, and uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. There's... Uh, you know, the ad platform, company pages, if you're a brand and you're not on LinkedIn, um, what you should be doing and how you should be getting out there and why you should be using it. And then um, a very new announcement with LinkedIn and a new brand page we're going to be talking about uh, but right after the break. You are listening to SEW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. This is Maria Retan, host of Purse Strings, wishing you and yours a warm and happy holiday season and a very festive new year. Hope that business is good and you continue to market to moms because she's going to drive your bottom line. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. 
wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back with SEW Weekly. Thanks for joining us along. It is the Thursday, December 6, 2012 edition. And we're going to be speaking right now with Gary Fernell. He is the Global Marketing Director at LinkedIn. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Miranda, you met uh, Gary back in Toronto a few weeks ago uh, at, a, at a conference. Um, yeah, and I was really excited to have him on the show. Um, a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't, either until I was talking to Gary, that when LinkedIn started in Reed Hoffman's living room, it was actually an advertising company before it ever became a social network. So when he told me that, it made a lot of sense, um, especially considering LinkedIn's recent success in social advertising. We've seen this transition over the past two years as far as how LinkedIn is perceived by marketers and the online community. It's, you know, it was a great place to look for jobs. It still is a good place to look for jobs, but it's becoming a really serious marketing platform. So I was hoping that Gary could Share some tips and insight into that for us. Awesome. Yeah, so Gary, to do that. Gary, I see here that we've got a fact here that there's over 2.6 million companies that have a presence, a LinkedIn company page on LinkedIn. Can, can you tell us, there was a recent change, right, in how the company pages worked out. Tell us how that all works out for brands. Yeah, I mean, the company page ecosystem has been an evolving uh, part of the platform over the past few years, so... Uh, most recently, what LinkedIn has done is increased the value of that uh, component of the site for marketers by uh, really highlighting certain uh, areas on that company page. So we have increased the visibility of the products and services tab, as well as providing uh, an easy way to get to careers and other analytics that are available about that particular page. So essentially, it's a more robust uh, brand platform for companies, and LinkedIn believes with the increased uh, amount of searching that's going on on the LinkedIn platform for companies and for individuals. That this is a, now an expectation of our members that companies have a brand presence on LinkedIn, have a page there, and so this is an increased or an improved way to communicate with those members when they actually land on your particular company page within the LinkedIn environment. Right, and let's talk about some of the features on the company page. So the products and services tab is really cool. Um, I've seen that you can have video there. You can list your different products and services with a description. You can have social endorsements. Can you tell us about some of the features that brands should be using on that tab? Yeah, I think the, there's two, really two sides to the uh, company page experience that uh, brands should be thinking about, marketers should be thinking about. It. One is what's the experience people are going to have on that particular page. So, yes, you mentioned the ability to upload uh, YouTube videos into that environment, images that are uh, strongly supportive of the various products and services that a company has to offer. I think I would call out a couple things. One is that the, those pages are profile aware, so there is flexibility for an administrator of that page to actually uh, alter the, what someone sees depending on a number of different filters. So depending on where in the world I was coming in from, the geography, for example, I could have a different ordering of products and services, uh, depending on the functional level I have in a company, so a CEO versus a salesperson, again, I would see a different ordering of products and services. So that's an important attribute to be aware of. It's a great part of the free experience on LinkedIn, free part of the platform. 
And again, you mentioned the ability to upload other types of media. So I can upload a poll, for example, into the LinkedIn page. I can bring video in, et cetera, things that support the overall positioning of my particular brand. The other thing that's really critical about the overall company page ecosystem on LinkedIn is followers. So followers is really the magic story of LinkedIn uh, is uh, to ensure that um, you're leveraging the ability to attract people to follow your status updates on LinkedIn. That was something that was introduced earlier today, or earlier this year, not earlier today, earlier this year. So the ability to not only broadcast a status update to all followers of your company, but to actually segment the various followers you have, again, by geography, <coughs> excuse me, by function, and by industry, those kinds of things, so to increase the relevance of those particular status updates to the various audiences of people that are following you. So it's become this really powerful platform that allows you not only to engage people who land on that company page, but also to ensure that you're sending out uh, relevant messaging. So you said that's part of the, the, the free experience there, being able to segment the various different offerings that you can do? That's correct, yes. So if you, if you, you know, for example, if you start a company page today and organically acquire n number of followers, uh, you're able to segment to some degree, obviously, those followers. Where it really gets interesting for marketers is the ability to scale that audience of followers or that, that database of followers. And where, where that happens is where we use media on LinkedIn targeting the right kinds of followers. So we spend a lot of time with our marketing partners helping them to identify which audiences they care about the most. So while LinkedIn has uh, over 187 million members globally, not very many marketers care about all of them. They care about segments of those, those uh, members. Right. So after we've worked with them to identify which ones are most relevant, we'll then target those followers with a message that asks them to follow this particular brand on LinkedIn. And by doing so, marketers are able to acquire a very targeted list of followers that they can then communicate with in a very relevant way by using the segmentation tools we've already talked about. That's fabulous. As an analytics guy, I'm always really big on making sure we can segment the right message to the right people and, of course, measuring that way, too. But um, so, so that's a very important part of the brand experience for, for people on LinkedIn, and the profile awareness is, is fabulous. But a bigger question that I have, and I think a lot of other people have, is how do you get yourself... I, I'm not looking for trade secrets. Okay, I'm looking for trade secrets here as much as you can give. But um, how do you, how do you get people? How do how do I as a brand marketer get my company in search results? Is, is there certain things that I can do that have an effect on what pops up when somebody searches for a generic term? Yeah, it's probably not a question that I'm that equipped to, to answer. Uh, the algorithm is uh, built by the data science team at LinkedIn. Uh, but, you know, essentially the platform is all about authenticity of information. So I think the best thing with what we talk about for members and for companies is to highlight those areas of the company and of your personal profile that are accurate and that you can celebrate in an, in an authentic, truthful way, uh, but then get pulled into those search results. I don't think there's any way that I'm aware of uh, that you can gain the system to increase uh, you know, your relevance or to increase the likelihood of coming up in a search. It's about, again, populating that profile information with the uh, with information that is, in fact, true of what you are as a company, what you, what you are as an individual on the platform. So once someone... Uh, sorry, no, no magic dust for you, but... Uh, <laughs> I think that, so. Well, it helps. Thank you. And then once someone is already following the page, um, 
there are other social networks where they maybe don't see all of the updates, even from the people they choose to follow, because there's just such a great volume. How does it work on LinkedIn? If I'm liking someone or liking a company page, do I see all their updates in my news stream? Yeah, I mean, the following is, is similar in that sense, that the all of the status updates like they would with all of the people you're connected to in your network would flow through your NUS stream. So uh, there is no guarantee that any one particular status update would be seen by a user, so we're not forcing the company updates to the top of the page or anything like that at this point. Um, I think what we call out to our marketing partners as best practice is because we know that people have lots of information flowing through their stream, uh, is the idea that uh, doing one update a week is not nearly uh, enough. So typically five plus updates a week is, is the minimum recommendation we would have to ensure that the majority of your followers are going to see uh, at least one of those updates. So we think the frequency and the relevancy is critical to creating engagement on LinkedIn. Okay, that's great. And the other thing that I really wanted to talk to you about while I have you here, Gary, are the two different types of ad service that LinkedIn offers. I'm actually doing my first ever LinkedIn ad campaign right now, um, and mine is self-serve, but you also have a managed service? Yes, we do. So I just before we move to that, I just wanted to, uh, just on the relevancy of the status updates, just to finish off on that, one of uh, the important things to think about is, you know, when are your followers on LinkedIn, so we do have some information about patterns of usage on LinkedIn. We typically have some morning check-in periods, some you know, days during the week are a little bit higher than others in terms of visits to the site, so that information could be relevant to when you're doing your status updates and increasing the, uh, the engagement you have uh, with those. So we encourage people to do a lot of testing and iterating on LinkedIn with their ad products with their status updates and other things that they're doing, a lot of optimization. That's the beauty of social. It's the beauty of digital. You can do that kind of work and continually move to a higher degree of, of ROI on, uh, with your overall initiatives. Right. That's awesome advice. Yeah. So you were, yeah, you were asking about the, uh, the different types of ad services. Uh, yeah, at the front end, you can think about LinkedIn having two primary paths that our marketers can follow. So we have a self-serve program called LinkedIn Ads. Um, if you, as, uh, for your listeners today, if they go down to the bottom of their LinkedIn profile page and click on Advertise, that effectively takes you into a LinkedIn ads experience where you're going to start to build out a campaign. Um, Rand, I know you're familiar with that, um, and I think one of the, the easiest things for uh, people to do is to go in and test and play around in that environment a little bit. You don't have to worry about getting your credit card out until much further down the process once you've sized an audience and what have you. But um, the other path you can follow is a, uh, a managed, supported kind of service through my marketing field sales team uh, that we operate all around the world. So our field sales account executives are helping marketers reach whatever audience they need to reach, whether they're in a particular geographic area or not. Uh, they can reach them you know, across the globe and against whatever parameters, again, company size, function, years of seniority, whatever makes the most sense for a particular campaign. So I guess I would describe that, you know, the fundamental difference as, as to why someone would go down one path or the other would be two things. One is the investment level. Uh, so typically our field sales teams engage with marketers who are spending roughly $25,000 uh, per campaign and up. Okay. On the 
On the uh, on the other hand, the other thing that our field sales team is doing is they're taking all of the work off the back of the marketer. So we're doing the inventory analysis. We're doing the eight member polls, the audience uh, reach potential. We're doing campaign reporting and providing in, uh, suggestions back during the campaign on how to optimize uh, to improve results. So all of that is true in the uh, the field sales team. If you are a LinkedIn Ads customer. Uh, phenomenal uh, platform. You can do a lot of rich targeting. There are some creative ad units that are not available in the LinkedIn ads buy that you can buy through the field sales team, but the targeting is very similar, so you can get pretty granular with who you want to reach. But it is it's built on an auction model, so very similar to what Google and Facebook do. Uh, you're bidding on a cost per click model, so it's a performance driven environment. And really, you have to be game to go in there and continually be monitoring your campaign to ensure that your bid is high enough to ensure ad delivery because you could see that your ads aren't appearing because they've either been outbid or on the field sales side of the business, we've actually sold that same target audience uh, at a higher uh, revenue to LinkedIn. So maybe the LinkedIn ads uh, aren't appearing as much as you would like them to. So that's the... Those are the two reasons. They're, they're, very, they're very similar in the targeting capabilities, but very different in the amount of work that's involved as an individual. Speaking with Gary Fresnel, this is SEW Weekly for uh, December 6th. Gary is the Global Marketing Director at LinkedIn, and we're still speaking about LinkedIn and, and LinkedIn ads. So right, and so LinkedIn ads, um, they're similar when you're building them to other types of pay-per-click ads, and you can do CPM or CPC models. Uh, but one cool thing is that you can add images. And Gary, do you have any insight into what types of images seem to work best with LinkedIn ads? Yeah, I, you know, I can, what I can say is that we've seen uh, a lot of success for from our LinkedIn ads customers who are using pure text links. We've seen success from those that are using the uh, option that we provide of providing a small image and some text. And then we've introduced most recently on the platform uh, video ads as well for uh, the self-serve platform. So again, it's kind of the answer is it depends. And we suggest that our when you're using LinkedIn ads that you test different things to see which kind of ad format is breaking through with your particular target audience. So I think the video ad is kind of interesting. As, as you guys know, video is massively popular. Rich media is, is something that our members are looking for, and LinkedIn ads now offers that particular kind of solution. But the text ads and the other ads are also performing extremely well depending on the, uh, the type of campaign timing and target audience. Okay, we're speaking with uh, Gary Fernell, and he's the Global Marketing Director at LinkedIn. Gary, we're going to have more with you in a second. We've got to step aside for break, but we want to talk about the announcement from earlier this week about the Succeed program. So, folks, stay with us. We have more with LinkedIn when we come back. This is SEW Weekly on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal label algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. 
Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Hi, this is Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group and your host on Market Edge, wishing you and yours a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, and a happy 2012. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back on SCW Weekly. Welcome back with us. We're still speaking with Gary Furnell, Global Marketing Director at LinkedIn. And Gary, now there was an exciting new program that was announced earlier this week from LinkedIn. It's kind of a, a partnership between LinkedIn and Staples. It's called Succeed Small Business Network. Now, it's, it's a community on LinkedIn. Now, first of all, is that, what's, the, what's the point of this, and is it open to the public? Well, the, yeah, the, I mean, it's a... Uh, the group on LinkedIn, groups are a, one of the most popular parts of the LinkedIn experience, so it's an opportunity to provide thought leadership within the, uh, the context of the, the social platform that our professionals are most comfortable using, LinkedIn. Um, and what, they're, what Staples and LinkedIn are hoping to accomplish is offering content that is most relevant and important to small business professionals. So for for Staples, it's an opportunity to provide that leadership position uh, yeah, with SMBs. And for LinkedIn, it's obviously another great reason for small business professionals to be on LinkedIn to uh, draw powerful insights about where business is going and how they can leverage tools and resources to uh, improve their performance. So the, uh, the particular group itself is, uh, is open, and uh, the target for that particular audience is small business professionals. Fabulous. So 
what what would be the best way? Now, I just join up. Okay, I go out to the Succeed Small Business Network powered by Staples, and then I say join group. And then what's the best way for me to get involved and, and get all this good information? Just join a discussion at random? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the, what we suggested with groups in general is spending some time listening and watching what's going on in the group. Um, groups are an incredibly powerful way to demonstrate your particular subject matter expertise on a particular topic. So uh, identifying a particular discussion thread where you can offer a strong point of view or you have information that other members of that group may not have and you can contribute. There's a strong culture on LinkedIn of reciprocity where members are kind of paying it forward in a way that allows them to then draw back against that investment they're making later on when they're asking questions that are important to their particular business needs. So yeah, getting involved is starts with joining and then moves to uh, paying attention to what the discussions are. And then after that, it's really identifying a particular topic that uh, this, uh, your particular audience would have expertise on and contributing in a way that, uh, that they can accommodate in their schedule and they think is valuable to other members of the group. That's awesome. And Gary, when we had talked in Toronto, we talked a little bit about mobile um, because that's really been the buzz topic of 2012. So going into 2013, what do you see in LinkedIn's future for advertising who, for advertisers who are trying to connect with mobile users? Yeah, well, my crystal ball is broken right now, but what I do know for sure about uh, where we're going in 2013 is that we continue to look at innovative ways to serve our members through all of the different channels they're interacting with us on. So uh, mobile, as you know, we've been testing out the iPad uh, app, and so we know that uh, you know, members are responding uh, strongly to that. 25% of our overall traffic is now coming in through, through mobile. Uh, so we, know, we recognize the importance of this particular channel and this particular avenue that our members are using LinkedIn from. Uh, and so the, the product team, the mobile product team, is uh, aggressively looking at different ways to serve that audience uh, in, a, in a way that is uh, constructive or conducive to the overall expectation that they have with LinkedIn. As you know, one of our... Uh, primary tenant is that we are a member first platform, so we're constantly looking at ways that, uh, again, we can add value to our members' experience. Uh, everywhere is one of the, one of the things that we accomplish as a platform, so providing the data and the tools for LinkedIn on mobile devices continues to be a priority, and you've seen us in the last few months introduce not only iPad apps, but We've increased our BlackBerry uh, uh, coverage by re uh, releasing a new BB7 app. Uh, we announced that we were working with BlackBerry on a BB10 app, and that new OS is rolled out next year. So lots of exciting new things on the horizon for LinkedIn and increased recognition of this important channel for, uh, for us and for our members. Okay, so I withdraw my BlackBerry comment from before then. <laughs> I hope you weren't slamming BlackBerry, were you? No, no, I wasn't. Earlier, I, I just said that it's it's kind of a dead platform in the states. I have one part. on my desk, so there. No, and I, I gave you. I said all apologies to you, and then I retracted that. I said, well, no apologies to you, but you know, we've always, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, we won't we won't go there. I, I rag Miranda on her BlackBerry all the time, and and I know I know it's a Canadian company, and I know I've got two Canadians on the line with me right now, so I probably should just take my foot and shove it in my mouth very far and stop talking, but uh, there, there we are. There you have it. Um, 
Gary, I want to thank you very, very much for being our guest today. It's Gary Fernell from uh, LinkedIn. Um, Gary, if you want to stick with us one second, we've got a few minutes here left. I want to uh, bring in the director of Search Engine Watch real fast to talk about uh, a couple of new features that we have going on on SearchEngineWatch.com. Folks, uh, let me bring on the line here Jonathan Allen, director of Search Engine Watch. John, welcome, buddy. Hey, guys. All right, so three new things. The first one... Um, the first one I love that I just noticed was that we've got a great mobile design. I was on my tablet the other night, and I was like, boop, 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 oh, look at this, search engine watch, all mobile. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we've, um, we're getting a lot of people saying we need um, a better mobile site. So uh, we've now got a touch version of the site, and uh, we've set it up so it auto-redirects to any article you visit by, via any means. Uh, on your mobile device. So if you're on an iPhone, an iPad, or Nexus 7, uh, you'll now get the touch version of Search Engine Watch. And um, it's a really nice reading experience. It's a fabulous reading experience. If you have not tried this yet, if you've got a pad or a smart tablet device, folks, I'm, I'm not just saying this to shill for Search Engine Watch. I was blown away by it. It's probably one of the best like news apps I've seen or sites I've seen yet. You can slide, you can touch. It makes great, great use of all the features that, that are typical of a touch device. The sliding and the gesture control, it's, it's really, truly phenomenal. I was so blown away by it. Um, it was just totally awesome. Um, yeah, speaking of, and, yeah. And just one thing. So if you're on an Android, if you're on iPhone, iPad, or Android Nexus 7, then it will auto read but if you're um, on any other device that's touchscreen, you can go to touch.searchenginewatch.com and experience what Tom just said. And if you have a device, maybe you can email, can I email you, Jonathan, so we can get the rest of the devices going for the auto-redirect, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, that kind of segues nicely into another product launch we have, which is um, we've, we've got a Q&A section of the site now. So ask.searchenginewatch.com you can come to the site and ask us any questions and so yeah you can ask the question how can I get the touch screen uh, redirected for my particular device and we can work on that and the whole idea of this section is we want to make search engine watch even more about answers we've got some great how-to guides but um, one thing we were thinking that was missing is you can't come in and say how do I do this very specific thing? And now, um, with the new ask.searchenginewatch.com, you can come in, log in via your Twitter account, Facebook account, or create your own account, and uh, ask any question you want, answer other people's questions, follow each other, create a profile, even get a link to your own site from your profile. So it's going to be really cool. And... Um, this will be tied into lots of things around the event. So we'll be able to do site clinics. So you'll be able to um, ask people to review your site within our Q&A platform and people can chime in. And the idea here is to kind of leverage all the expertise in the community because comments are a great way of kind of showing what you know, but you can't always provide really practical information and kind of track the responses and answers between everyone. This way you can do it. And the other really cool feature of this is you can create lists. So say someone goes up and says, what's the best app analytics platform out there? You can create a list of all the app analytics platforms you know and offer that up as an answer. So I'm really excited about that. 
Awesome. And, and the then last, the one, yeah, go ahead. The last one, go. You beat me to it. It's the comparative shopping. How is this one going to work for just the average average visitor to the site? So yeah, so this is another thing that we've done. So uh, the Q and A platform, we partnered with Hipsnip to do that, and uh, they were originally a kind of shopping Q and A site, and they've adapted it for search engine watch. And we've partnered with Find the Best to do comparison shopping for uh, SEO companies and. Uh, SEO technology and software and the idea here is again people can't easily get answers uh, from us about what's the best software to use and whether anything's good and who's the best SEO provider and things like that so now with find the best you can go in look at the services that all these different companies are offering and compare it side by side and um, there's a rating, uh, it will tell people, you know, lots of different metrics are being used to compare these companies. But also it's an opportunity for people to write reviews. So, you know, if there is a piece of software you use that, you know, wasn't good, you can write about that. But stuff you love, that's what we really want. Write about the stuff you love and let other people know. And uh, right now, although we've launched with some companies, we haven't got everyone in there. So if your company's missing or your software's missing and you want to add it, just go to the bottom of the page and click Add Listing. And then you go through a fairly detailed form, um, and then you'll be live on our site. But we're adding, we're adding about 500 companies over the next month. So it will be very comprehensive. Fabulous. Now I've got to ask, just tongue in cheek, because you, you know me, it's not. We're not going to get screwed on this, right? You're not. It's not paid inclusion. <laughs> <laughs> there is a premium listing system um, which you can buy, but no, it's not paid inclusion. And that was another reason we did this, is we wanted to kind of surface everyone that's out there, and uh, you know, people who are serious about this stuff can get their company in, and it's a free listing. And then, obviously, if you want promotion on certain terms, you can you can buy an upgraded listing. Cool, love it, good stuff. So you can check out all these great new features at searchenginewatch.com. Again, the touch.searchenginewatch.com, ask.searchenginewatch.com, and and Jonathan, what was the last one for the comparison shopping? So yeah, you want to compare companies? Go to companies.searchenginewatch.com. And if you want to compare technology, just go to technology.searchenginewatch.com. But actually, if you just scroll down to the bottom of the page on the main site, you'll see um, uh, a thing that says compare SEO companies and compare technology and also Q&A. So, Fabulous. Good stuff. Always providing a better experience on searchenginewatch.com. Miranda, who do we have coming up for next week's show? Next week, we have Carolyn Shelby back on, and we're really excited about that. We had her on to talk about why your SEO shouldn't be the last to know, and we're going to get into a few different topics when she comes back. She's with Tribune Companies. She's been in SEO a long time. We're really excited to have her. And also, just before we let Gary go, I was hoping that you could let us know where people can find more information. I know you have uh, the LinkedIn Ads Playbook and a lot of other help resources, so can you tell us where webmasters can go to find that? Yeah, I would start two areas. Uh, Learn.linkedin.com is one uh, one web address that you can go to, and the other one is uh, developer.linkedin.com. So, for information about LinkedIn, a robust suite of APIs and some of the 
other uh, marketing information, uh, that's a great place to start, and you can drill down. And, of course, uh, you know, people send questions to you guys. Um, I'm happy to answer them if you reach out to me directly, Miranda or Tom. Sure. Absolutely. They yes, can use thank new- you so much. We were so glad that you could make it on today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to share with your uh, listeners. Absolutely, we love it. All right, so then on behalf of my co-host, Miranda Miller, I want to thank our guest again, Gary Fornell from LinkedIn, and Jonathan Allen, the director of Search Engine Watch. Um, Stick with us again next week, where Carolyn Shelby will be online with us. And thank you for listening. You can go to iTunes and make sure you find the archived version of this podcast or any of our past episodes. You can also find it in the archives of webmasterradio.fm and on the Webmaster Radio app. And, of course, all of, the, all of the links will be live at searchenginewatch.com. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. This has been SEW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of... This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.